Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Yeah, hang on, but we haven't had a production meeting yet. All we've done is the... All we've, actually, all we've actually done is is press record. Let's just wing it. Let's just let's just rattle through it. See what happens. Hello and welcome along. This is Cabin Fever episode 0.001 with me, Tom Price, and hello, Dave Cribb here speaking. Hello, that was very smooth, wasn't it? Let's be clear, Dave. You're Dave Cribb there because we're not in the same place anymore because no one's allowed to be together. Yeah, uh, sort of peek behind the the curtain is that we've spent, I'd say, the last hour learning how to do a basic video call so we could set this up and record it <laughs> and uh you know it's really only anyone's guess as to whether it's worked when we stop and press a uh, save we could be talking to ourselves for the next six weeks six weeks mate this is at least a nine monther oh, this God. we're going to be here for ages oh, yeah it's going to be wonderful and i want to make sure dave that we are doing this every single day because I need to speak to an adult who I'm not related to at some point every day. Because I am surrounded by my flesh and blood. And I'll be honest, like a weekend feels like a month. So then I don't know what's going to happen in the next few months. I'm scared and I don't want to be alone. Have your kids, you're homeschooling your kids now, right? Yeah, so the plan is we are going to be homeschooling the children. The eldest one is in uh, like year three. So he actually needs to learn shit. So um, the, but the youngest one is four. So you just don't fucking bother with that. I saw, uh, I think on your wife's Facebook, maybe she posted like a picture of it with your sort of schedule on a whiteboard. And I was, yeah, I was enjoying how many of the slots were sort of leisure time or sort of go and do something a bit fun time, creative time, draw on a piece of paper. <laughs> The pattern is set by the very first uh, item of the day, which is a 9am nature walk. Uh, which basically means fuck off into the garden. But don't forget our garden, Dave. You've been to our house. Very much a patio. Very much one slab of uh, of cement. So hang on, you're doing a daily one hour long nature walk around your, I'd say, three metre squared patio. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a real Shawshank Redem- Redemption vibe uh, going on here. That's what we're trying to pull off. And uh, that's how every day is going to begin. We're setting up a school. I mean, my son's really enjoying that. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will have the same thing with, with uh, little ones and what on earth you're going to do with them. Um, he's really enjoying picking uh, things about the school, like what time lunch is, uh, what the school uniform is. Okay. Which is a great one. What is the school uniform? Um, Liverpool top, Adidas trousers. <laughs> it's a very expensive uniform, though, to be fair. It is very expensive. Luckily, there's only one child who goes to this school. Imagine if you gets expelled <laughs> give it a fortnight mate um uh, my week has uh basically i've just got a text as we started recording saying my flight on saturday from geneva to the uk has been cancelled now officially so okay uh, i spent right, on saturday bearing in mind it's wednesday today so that is your flight from geneva this saturday and so your flight from geneva in three days time yes it's been well, cancelled do you want to expand on this Dave? What's i'd say the, the, the bleak scenario that i find myself in is that i'm talking to you from my spare room when i should be skiing down a mountain in the french alps uh, I the brief timeline was land in France mm, circa 3pm Friday Saturday 5pm yeah. Saturday the Prime Minister of France closed it they just shut oh. France did he say did he say it is all Macroff did he say that yeah Man, that's the president that's mate. the kind of joke we're going to get on this podcast that's the president there's another guy whose name I can't even remember <laughs> and then uh, yeah so then they closed the ski resort I spent all of Sunday walking around a mountain uh, and then I got a I left at 6.30am on Monday so <laughs> I spent £1,700 on a short walk. 
It's a first world problem, mate. You're, discuss- you're, you're discussing how your skiing holiday was cancelled and now you're having to sit in your spare room. Think of the millennials listening to this who are all fucking living together in a bath for the next six months. <laughs> Christ's sake, Dave. All right, good. So uh, we're going to make this as relatable as possible and we want to hear from you um, if you, what, whatever your setup is. In fact, I was talking to someone this morning. Her husband's best friend has just been thrown out by his wife. Her husband's best friend. They split up. Yep. This guy and his 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 wife, and there's a child involved. And the the guy has rocked up at this this family home uh, about a week ago, and he's now self isolating with them. Right. So they've essentially got a lodger whose marriage has just fallen apart, and he is now stuck with them. He cannot go home because his wife won't have him back. I know. And they're stuck in a quite small Jeez. house. Yeah. I mean. There's going to be a lot of murders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was. Uh, I don't. I can't tell uh, whether these tales are apocryphal or not. But did you see there was something like eighty something divorce filings when they stopped self isolating in Wuhan? Good luck, Tom Price and Beth Mori. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought I could do better. This is the catalyst. This is the catalyst. Good things will come from this virus. Um, so the plan is uh, here on uh, Cabin Fever. I nearly called it Cabin Pressure there. Yep. Well done, everyone. Uh, the uh, plan is here on Cabin Fever that we are going to have a chat about what we're up to. We're going to get some of our great guests on, uh, and we're just going to sort of piss around, really, essentially try and chew up the time between now and the end of days. Is that is that more or less the idea, Dave? Could I have done better with that description? It's nice to revel in the fact that everybody's, even just recording this with... The two of us, our producer Steve, Joel from Great Big Owl, I can see you all on a on a video conference. It's, it's genuinely nice to know that yeah. I'm not the only one just sat in my pants doing absolutely It's nice fuck to not all. be alone. Yeah, should we talk to another human, Tom? Should we, should we attempt the technological... Um... Oh, I'll tell you what, um, talking about the humans, uh, my wife, yeah. right, the author Beth Murray, you, you'll have heard of her, to- Sunday Times Top 10, yeah. uh, she's just brought me some lunch. I don't know if you can see it's showing you on our little video here. It's a pile of couscous, yeah. some avocado chopped up with tomatoes, and a little bit of bread, and then a big pile of phlegm. Not sure what that is, but... Um... <laughs> That's fine. How good is that? I just got my lunch brought to me, guys. I'm absolutely livid, mate. You've talked about your spare room when you cancel skiing holiday. I've just been delivered a bowl of couscous and avocados. Mm-mm-mm. Relatable content. Well, it'll, it'll be worth uh, it'll be worth monitoring how those lunches delivered to you by your wife are sort of deteriorate over the course of the next six to nine months when she when she walks in and just hands you a frozen sausage in nine months and just says, "Ah, you're having it." I think the the way things are working out, it'll be oh, lovely squirrel again. Yeah. Thanks, darling. <laughs> yeah. Different part of the squirrel each day. Let's talk to another human, Tom. Let's attempt it, shall we? Come on, let's do it. Should we talk to another very successful author? God, this podcast, i tell you what, we are culture yes. to the fucking max straight away. Only successful authors can come on this podcast. Um, this guy, he was got his own podcast called Rule of Three. Um, please welcome our first ever guest on this pilot, the wonderful office sharer and very funny Joel Morris. Joel, hello, have you washed your hands? Hello, yeah, I've got dermatitis. <laughs> I've washed my hands. So I'm just, I, just, I, I was queuing in the chemists a couple of weeks ago to try and buy some paracetamol. And the woman in front of me was complaining. She said, I've really, really hurt my hands. And the chemist, pharmacist, was giving her some stuff. And I thought, you idiot. You've washed your hands so much. You've hurt. I've hurt my hands now. You've washed a bit of your hands off. I've, I've got open wounds on my hands. I've got actual cuts on the side. And, they, they, and one of them is actually swelling quite badly. I've sort of, I'm developing. It looks like a... Well, I don't want to say, but it looks like it needs to be stitched up. I think what's going to happen is we're eventually going to wear our hands away to, like, pencil points. We're just going to sharpen them. There'll be less and less hand. Every <laughs> End up with tiny, tiny little beetle hands. Tracing back the evolution of that in 500 years is going to be fascinating. <laughs> um, hey, Joel, a uh, question we like to ask on this podcast. What are you not now doing today? Well, I was supposed to be packing for a holiday I'm not doing. Yeah, I was originally flying to Denmark for a few days. I'm not doing that now. So, Joel, what were you actually going to be doing in Denmark? 
Uh, it was, uh, well, obviously, it would have now would have been going to get toilet rolls. But what we were actually planning to do was we were going to go there and we were going to go to Legoland. And my son's about at the age where next year he probably won't want to go to Legoland. He's at that exact thing of going, this is the one thing I want to do. I said to him, which country would you like to visit? And he said, Legoland. And so I went, okay, so well, I'll book it and it's a one-off thing. And we were going to go just, just a dad and son thing because my wife doesn't fly. I said, we'll just go and do five days in Denmark. We booked up to stay inside a Lego castle and it was just over the toply brilliant. And then obviously very, very quickly realised a resort like that won't be open. No. And also all that Lego is, is a load of surfaces that people share. <laughs> it's the highest risk place. Huge boxes of Lego that people have rifled. It's like a record fair. It's just an incubating place for fingers to touch. It's an awful thing to do. So yeah, I had to cancel that. It's weird how because of this virus, everyone has started to look. It's like the Matrix goggles or whatever. You've suddenly got viral goggles and you look at everything differently. And you look at that holiday in Lego. Like I look at a holiday on a beach now and think, well, that's fine. I can't. What am I going to do? Catch it off catch it off a jellyfish? No, it's fine. But then you look at something like going to the playground and you're like, fuck, that is a Petri dish. And actually, it's odd. You suddenly see the world in the way that germ folks see them. Yeah. And I always used to laugh at friends. Not laugh. No laugh. Come on, be honest. Idiots. I feel superior to people who are proper like hygiene folks. I mean, Charlie Brooker, who I work with a lot, is an absolute... He sprays everything. He's constantly bags of hand sanitizer. Very aware that he's... He's a very nervous man, hence Black Mirror. He's frightened of everything. But he's very, very germ-phobic. And I used to go, ha, 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 I am moving like a superhero through this world and you're Mm. kind of a bit weak. But now I look at him and go, no, you were the sensible one. (laughs) Didn't he write an episode of Black Mirror that's basically what's happening now? this started with anyone either eating or fucking a bat it was charlie's idea <laughs> definitely that's the giveaway if it didn't start with that then it's nothing to do with him it needs to start with some kind of playground you won't believe what this bloke did story otherwise he's not charlie's i think we should find patient zero just so he can say you fucked a bat you fucked a bat parade him through the streets of the world but the thing is there's always that moment when you know if you've got a social gathering and someone cancels and the whole thing yeah. falls apart you feel elation and joy that's been happening on and on. Every day, something else gets cancelled. There, there was a bunch of stuff. I was supposed to go and see Steve Martin live at the Albert Hall. That didn't happen. I've been looking forward to that since I was about 14. Oh. And yet was delighted to not have to go to the Albert Hall because it isn't my house. <laughs> uh, no, I was just everything, everything's been cancelled and it's brilliant. Um, I was supposed to go to the Royal Television Society Awards last night. Didn't have to go to an award ceremony. That was brilliant. They happened, right? Yeah, they happened, uh, but like with no one there. They just broadcast it. No one turned up and it was just done to an empty room, I think. I'm enjoying that so much. The the um, the audienceless things. This is quite a thing that's developing at the moment. So Joe Biden making his... Uh, he's got the big mo, hasn't he, with the presidential, with the Democrat nomination, and it looks like he's going to win it. So at this moment, normally in the process of, of the nomination, that he should be making that I've got momentum, I'm going to win it speech in front of a massive rally with this energy and this noise. And he's doing, it looks like he's doing it in a cupboard. It's so weird. Because working in comedy, people always complain they don't like audience sitcoms, they don't like the, the, the sort of screaming hordes on radio shows and things. But when you watch things like comedy, I watched um, John Oliver without the audience, and it's a great show, but it felt so weird. It's really odd to find out that you feel really lonely laughing on your own in the front room. Mm. When for years we've been saying we don't need to be told we're clever and more sophisticated. And you go, no, I want the crowd. What do back. I do? When do I laugh? Uh, Rumour has it that yeah. uh, Saturday Night Takeaway, Ant and Deck, is, is this week going ahead, but without uh, without a studio audience. That'll be weird. Which is, I'd say, the most studio audience-based programme in the history of television. They basically only talk to the audience. It's all turned into... I, I went to... I wrote a book about... 10 years ago where we went to unusual tourist attractions and we went to the 
Kelvedon Hatch nuclear bunker, which is where the BBC would have been in the event of a nuclear attack. And there's a little studio in there where they would make BBC programmes in the event of a nuclear attack. And it feels a bit like everything's being broadcast from there. And it is like sort of business as usual has to carry on. Even It's like a cargo cult. As long as you keep making Anton Dex, I don't take away, the gods will smile on us. It's like a, it's become a ritual we can't do without. But it's very odd. We're sort of doing it just out of habit. Even though so you could just put on an old one. There's probably That's enough probably content fine. in the annals, i.e. YouTube, to survive us until the end of days now. You can watch whole test matches uh, on YouTube, which is another thing that's happening. They, they said they're stopping production of Netflix, and my reaction was, oh, thank God, I can catch <laughs> Yeah, up. give us a chance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Talking about mortality, forget, forget coronavirus making you feel like you're going to die soon or making you worry about your own demise. The amount of content in terms of books and, and films, that has made me feel my uh, impending death because I know there's going to be stuff still out on the pitch that I'm not able to watch because I'm going to be dead. So this is a great opportunity to catch up. Well, this is one of the things I think we should be tracking over the course of this podcast as well. What are you... What I don't care if you're watching uh, Love is Blind or the things yeah. that everyone's watching. What, what mad thing are you watching uh, in this time of isolation? Because my flatmate Cornelius, who I, I think would like to see himself as quite a... He likes his indie bands. He likes his craft ale. I think he'd like to see himself as you know, slightly culturally edgy, uh, has for the last three days been watching The Bill on YouTube <laughs> from the start. I can't hear because the beginning of The Bill is the siren, right? And then it goes, and I can't hear a siren. I live in London without going. It's weird. Do you know who used to watch The Bill? I found this out. Kingsley Amos used to be a huge <laughs> fan of The Bill. And he used to, apparently, according to a member of his family I spoke to once, sit inches from the screen and he'd have his food brought in on his lap and he'd sit and he'd push everyone else out there and they weren't allowed to be in the room while Kingsley Amos was watching the bill and at the end of it he'd go silence silence at the end of it as the title's finally finished he'd go, dun, 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 and he'd go perfect wouldn't change a word and then you could talk to him <laughs> notorious pisshead Kingsley Amos it's brilliant he would just sit there with his, his nose two inches from the screen absorbing the bill Similar thing to that, although not quite similar. Um, Bits reminded me of it. You know who Harold Pinter discovered? You know which actor Harold Pinter (laughs) watched live in the West End and said, that guy is going to be one of Britain's finest actors? Steven Seagal. No. Keep going. Jackie Chan. No. Les Dennis. Uh, Go on, it's going to be good, isn't it? Go on. It's going to be superb. Darren Day. Harold Pinter went to see, uh, I think it was a Shakespeare uh, Shakespeare show, one of Shakespeare's shows. Um... (laughs) probably about 20, 30 years ago now, but he was a teenager at the time, and uh, he was incredible. He's an amazing actor, and Harold Pinter said that guy's going to be massive. Danny Dyer. Ooh. He obviously never sat through Run For Your Wife, did he? I <laughs> sat through. That's quite a film. It opens with a surprising number of paedophiles in a queue. <laughs> it's been made just over the top of Yew Tree, and it's got everyone in it as a guest. Like the BBC canteen in the 1970s. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's got all these great sort of old variety entertainers, and it was done just as Yew Tree hit in, and it looks, it's a bit like when they get dolphins in a tuna net. They've got everyone in, but they've also caught Rolf and a couple of other peds on the way through. It's a weird watch. Oh, Danny Dyer's in that. Talking of things <laughs> that don't have audiences, and this is something maybe tomorrow on, on tomorrow's episode, in keeping with the... Uh, only getting people that work at Great Big Owl on. Uh, but Mark Mark Haynes does a podcast called Wrestle Me, and they've been doing WWE live television with no audience. Superb. And Whoa. the footage is magical. Because you you must be able to really hear the detail, you know, like of, of the wrestling. But they're also doing the bits where they stand in the microphone and talk to the audience. <laughs> 
Is it a bit like that that video they did of Jagger and Bowie dancing in the street without the music? Just... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that. There's nothing funnier than just the tiny little noises of effort. <laughs> uh, so yes, I'd like to get Mark on tomorrow to to discuss that in in great detail. Well, that's the plan. That's what we're going to do. We're going to try and be uh, we're going to try and be a daily podcast because let's be honest, we've got nothing else to do, and I'm trying to avoid my family. Um, and we are going to try and get people from all sorts of different podcasts to jump in, say hi, uh, tell us what they're up to um, during this suspension of real life. That's what this is. This is a, not a suspension of disbelief, a suspension of belief, suspension of absolute belief. Yeah, and and, and that goes for if you are listening and you, I, I've seen so many fun things so so far on, on on the tweets and on the Instagrams of just like people coping with this like i mean our, our producer steve who is sitting silently in in the corner of this uh of this podcast uh showed us his uh in inverted commas home gym yesterday which is one dumbbell by his left foot that he occasionally leans down <laughs> picks up and then puts back down so uh yeah what are you what are your sort of home exercise routines all that sort of stuff uh and i i genuinely think we should get my flatmate cornelius on to tell us what's been happening in the bill this week um, just, just just to see let's do it let's get him on have let's you get him on. have you do, have you done what i did I, I pulled the shrink wrap um there's dvds and box sets i've got that have got the shrink wrap on and i just ceremonially pulled the shrink wrap off and went that's been there for about 10 years yeah. and i can now watch it i started watching cheers it's very cheery it's a pub it's about people socializing it's nice it's yeah. lovely but this is a very i mean i shouldn't say this because it's tempting fate but this is a, a very gentle apocalypse isn't it we are being very beautifully entertained uh, as the world you know what i mean we're in a first class cabin on the titanic and i'm grateful for that it feels like you know when people volunteered to go to mars and they said you'll be eight years there and eight years back and you'll never come back and i think a lot of people went oh that'd be nice it's it's so true. Like <laughs> Listen, make no mistake. If I didn't have the two little kids to worry about, then this would be one of the greatest events of my life. Um, can I just show you who's jo- can I show you who's joined us, guys? And if we do record this whenever I'm having lunch, this will be a regular thing. But there we are. Oh, doggy. Oh, uh, yeah, you dog. Doggy. That's Polly. Well, I mean, Polly the Labradoodle, who I've always loved, but in the current climate, uh, apparently in Italy, um, because their lockdown is so strict and we're probably going to have to get there eventually. Um, you're only allowed out for certain vital things, one of which is walking a dog. So people who are desperate to get out are renting out their dogs. So 50 quid a pop, you get to walk the pooch and actually have some freedom. I mean, I've got a dog just in time, haven't I? You have, mate. You have. You, yeah, you are sitting on a gold mine. It's a yeah, golden I'm, doodle mine, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dog is nearly 14, and at the best of times, she is quite slow. Uh, so, yeah, there's a, there's a fairly good chance this could kill her, but it's a noble death if I get some cash. <laughs> yeah. 400 quid a day, your dog's dead. <laughs> what are you going to take? It's fine. fine. Um, great. Thank you so much for joining us on the first uh, episode of, of Cabin Fever. Joel Morris there, the host of Rule of Three podcast. Go and listen to that. Basically, uh, this podcast, as well as providing some... It's providing some self-indulgence for us isn't it let's be honest that's what that's what the world needs yes uh, but we should also be able to point you to hours and hours and hours of let's face it better content so uh, <laughs> that's your first tip rule of three um so if you can if you sit through our episode uh, every day you'll get uh, pointed it's like a choose your own adventure where you just have to sort of wade around in the mud for a bit yeah. and then a castle appears oh, hang on are we the mud are we the claggy shitty mud absolutely mate yeah we are the we are the marsh at the start of it thanks joel no problem lovely to get out of the house <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on a walk with us, Joel Morris. There, um, so Dave Cribb, I'll see you again tomorrow. Literally, I'll see you because we're doing this on this ridiculous Zoom app, which I've never seen before, which is delightful. Stop trying to get sponsorship. Enjoy Zoom. It seems like a really sensible platform for all meetings in the modern era. Um, we yes, we will. Uh, what, what we're going to do is hopefully um, sort of create some sort of uh, conversations and community so people can get in touch with us. Uh, yeah. I've realised as I say that that the ideal way would have been to give out our Twitter handle now, which. 
Let's be honest. Well, hang on. Let, we we haven't, haven't registered yet, have we? Yeah, no, and I'm doing it now as we speak. That's where I've gone a bit quiet. I'm actually registering okay. us with a Twitter account as we speak, which is optimistic. Can, can we, is at Cabin Fever taken? Well, I'm about to find out now. I'm going to go for at Cabin Fever. Pick a profile picture. Oh, God. Right, our profile picture. Dave, can you smile there while Joel eats his lunch? Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm enjoying this too much. Um, all right, that's our picture, but I'm still nervous about what our actual name is going to be. Pick a profile picture. Next, okay. Describe yourself. Skip that for now. I, the first the suggestions for who you should follow. The first person is Justin Bieber. Should we just follow Justin Bieber? Yeah, that'll do. All right, we'll just, just him. Just, just JB. Him. Following. There JB. you go. We'll see. What, try and catch up with him over the course of the nine months. Okay, so hang on. Um, oh, Dave, you're going to love the name of our Twitter handle. Hang on. What, what do you mean love it? Have they just assigned us I've one? Just, and you've accepted yeah, it? yeah, I've accepted it. Yeah, yeah. What is it? So, if you want to get in touch with the show, and uh, we've got two questions for you today. What is your weird what is your weird home gym that you're using? This is after producer Steve found something heavy on the floor and picked it up and decided that constitutes a gym. Um, also, <laughs> Dave's flatmate is watching episodes of The Bill. What's the weird thing you've ended up watching? Um, let us know. Yeah. Give us a tweet at, at cabinfair8370900. <laughs> <laughs> That's cabinfever at cabinfair C A B I N F E eight three seven O nine Triple O. Speak to you soon. <laughs> Fucking idiot. That's really gone well, isn't it? <laughs>